Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 oh, oh, yeah, we'll just cut it out. Bob, because, hey, nah, nah, this, this will get out somewhere. <laughs> you know what it looks like? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, you're like, woo, jokes, in it? <laughs> just fucking with you. <laughs> I was just fucking with you, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, listen, we got bad jokes, in it? And I know you're listening, babes. I love you. I love you. I bet. You're now listening to the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with Marvin Abbey, Mr. Exposed, and Taser Fucking Black. All right, what's happening, people? Welcome to episode 330 of the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with myself, Marvin Abbey. Who else we got in the studio? Mr. Exposed. And Taser Black. And we've got a very, very special guest. Can you just know your name, brother, and where you're from? My name is Crayon from Lagos, Nigeria. Crayon. What's good, brother? I'm all how right. You, how are you enjoying London? Yeah, I love it out here, man. I, I love the vibe. I love the energy. I love the cold. <laughs> love the cold? <laughs> yeah. Love the cold. Yeah. It's a very African thing, you know what I mean, to say. Because whenever we all come here for the first time, we love it. Snow, you always see snow for the first time. And then after two weeks, you're like, no. No, 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 no. And for me, it's different because like I always wanted to come here. So this is yeah. your first time. Yeah, my first time in London. Uh, okay. okay. Why you still like the cold? Don't worry, give it time. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. So how long are you here for? When you go back? Um, a couple of days. I, I came in on Saturday. I did a show in Birmingham. Did a show in Manchester. And I'm back in London. Do you so, do you notice accents? The difference in the accents is in like when you're in London, you hear people speak. Because Berlin, they talk different. Manchester, they talk different. Have you noticed that yet? Have you noticed? No, to be honest, no. I haven't really paid attention to that. Serious? For real. I've not. For real? Now, now yeah. Now I've said it. Like, pay attention, like, people from Birmingham talk, like, different. Manchester, they talk different. Like, London, if you Leeds, Manchester, Birmingham, Southampton, Liverpool. Liverpool, they all talk different. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you oh, hear, like, crazy. a twang. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but in Lagos, it's not the same in Nigeria, like, no? Like, no. you get, like... You know, like, for example... um, that also people might talk a little bit more like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a bit more like, loud with it or like a bit more, do you know what I'm saying? So, I get what you're saying. Which tribe are you? I'm Igbo. Okay. okay. Yeah. Both Yoruba. Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't really know, you know, if you were Yoruba or not for a while until you, I don't know, if, until you said it. Kind of, I'm just saying. I just uh, oh, no, a lot of people say that to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people like, say to yeah, me. Like, they think oh. from Barbados. <laughs> what's a what's a Yoruba name? Saint Louis. Saint Kitts and Levis. My one is um Oluwatoba. Oh my, what about you? Um Oladapo Oluwamuiwa. Mad, 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 mad. Yeah. What's what's your Yoruba name? A <laughs> <laughs> Yoruba do. Yeah. Oh mad, mad, mad. So, mm. so what happened with um, the music? Because I was reading up about you earlier on and it said that... Um... Wait, wait, wait. Before you get into the music here, yeah, I actually realised music and fashion has come full circle in terms of... Because I realised um, the style, and I'd say Nigerian artists specifically, you know what I mean? They dress um, a particular way, essentially. And I clock music is coming all the way around. So there's this viral, like... Um, it's this viral sound that they keep using on... Socials. Uh, La Ola. Yeah. La Have you seen Ola. the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the actual video? Yeah, yeah, what did they dress like? What was he dressed like? I can't remember. Uncle. Bro, literally, the style, yeah? If I could show you. La Ola. This, look at the style. You know what I mean? It's the clothes, the flares. You know what I mean? The mm. style that's going on now. It's gone all the way around. That's how everyone dresses now. Mm. Think about it. That's how everyone dresses now. True. He's a bit more flamboyant with it, but that's one of the things I picked up on at the time and I was like, it's actually gone all the way around. 
That's a rhythm, He was though. drippy with it, yes? No, is that the no. one you was asking me about the other day? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was trying to use it for something. Ivorian um, artist. But yeah, I was like, it, it proper dawned. When you think back to how Coffee Olomide there and then we draw dressing back then when they were popular, it's kind of similar. You know what I mean? Obviously, the style is it's a little different. It's a bit mm. more streamlined to the time, but it's a similar kind of style. So literally, it's gone, I wouldn't say full circle, but full circle, essentially. So that's when I was like, I realized, I'm not sure if it's an African thing or whatever, where we kind of like a certain style. Because think about it, 10, 20, 30 years later, we're still dressing. I think it's all about comfort now, isn't it? Like, it's about trip, but it's about comfort. Like It's like people don't want to do... Like, one of the days are like the tight jeans now. People just... I think maybe because of COVID, bro. <laughs> I'm being honest, bro. Because of COVID, I hate wearing jeans now. I don't like wearing jeans anymore. Because I was so used to being at home in tracksuit bottoms, shorts, socks, sliders. So now when I put on jeans, I'm like, ah. So now the jeans, like, they're a bit more you loose. you do that like yeah. you're putting them on like a bad beat? Like you're jumping into them. Like, could you have to do it like that? Oh, that was that? Yeah. It's, it's like, know, whoa. I got a headache. Last time I wore jeans was our show. Not the last show, but the show before. It's the last time I ever wore jeans. Uh, Apollo. Oh, serious? Yep. It was 2019. Yeah. I've not worn jeans since. The last pair of jeans. The last pair of jeans I had. Black pair with the ripped jeans because I think you was you were wearing a similar pair. Mm. You might have been wearing something similar. The last time I wore jeans. Okay. Three years ago. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, Music-wise, when did you... Because um, I, I read somewhere that your name was July before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I couldn't see that. But it said you changed your name. I think maybe 2019 or something. Yeah, I changed my name in like 2016. Okay. But I didn't know what it was before. And I was like, Crayon? But you pronounce it crayon. Yeah, exactly. But why? Why why the name crayon? You're colorful. Um, exactly. Like, um, <clears throat> I make colorful music. My music is colorful. Mm. You know, for all races. Mm. Wherever you're from, music my music is universal. So um, um, I think the name came to me because like, you know, at first, July for me wasn't because I was born in the month of July, it was just oh yeah, Rasmataz. But for me, I wanted something that everybody could relate to without me explaining myself too much. So my sister, she used to make this beat bag. It was very colorful on the wall. And then one boring Saturday afternoon, I was just home, chilled with my friends were in school. I was just there looking at the bag. like. And the first thing that came to my mind was crayon. And I'm like, wait a minute. Cray way, cray cray. Colorful music, colorful, but ah, it makes sense. So I ran outside. My friends were like, yo, it's crayon. And they're like, why? I'm like, colorful boy, colorful music. I'm like, oh, man, man, man. So since then, it just stuck with me. And your parents believed in you as well in terms of the music, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, for, for real. Like, my mom used to give me money for a studio session sometimes at a time when I started making music. Like, like, they believed. My grandma, like, everybody. You know, that's mad, though, because in Nigeria, like, the people love music, but most times people are trying to, parents trying to make like, engineering, a I feel lawyer, like, doctor. you know, over the years, things have changed. Like, because they see, like, young people doing it now. Okay. It's like, parents at least support their kids. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, parents literally bring their kids to the studio now. Oh, serious? Yeah, maybe in studio, like, you see um, arts coming with their parents. Mm. It's crazy, like... Times and having grandparents boy. support you. My grandma said I was going to grow up and be a thief. So. <laughs> <laughs> she was right still. <laughs> she was right at some point in my life, but I don't know if, you know what I mean, she predicted it or, you know what I mean, Would she spoke it to it. No, she said I was like eight. <laughs> she said this. No, you must have done something for her to say to you. Bro, man. I was eight years old and she looked at me and she was like, that was going to be a thief. I was like, who <laughs> says that? <laughs> you know how mad that is? She wow. in spirit, bro. She must have been stealing stuff meat from the pot. No. None of that, bro. She just looked at me. You know how your grandparents can perceive things. 
you know, got the next vision. She just looked at me, at, bro, barefaced, not even, you know, behind my back with my parents or whatever. She was like, that's a, that's a thief right that's there. That's a good question. So let's say I come to your house here mm-hmm. and your family have um, cooked food. Mm-hmm. How much meat am I allowed to take out the pot? You can't touch the pot. No, wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. First of all, you can't even touch the pot. You, okay, you, but if I was to touch the pot, how much meat can I take? You can't you touch the pot. Why you can't, touch the pot? If, if, you can't, you can't even the go to the okay, kitchen. Say how many pieces can you, you ask? No, for? you have to leave. If you touch the you pot, can't you can't go to the leave, kitchen, bro. bro. Say how what many pieces mean? can you ask? Okay, for? how many pieces can I ask for? I think they give like two pieces. Two pieces. Um, two. Oh, is that too much? Nah, man. Nigeria's changed, bro. What do you mean? Back in the day, they full, my aunt used to fill my plate with meat, bro. When I go to my aunt's house, Ebar, the spare meat, like you know what I sorted. Yeah, it's different. Like you know, for Yoruba people. Like mm. you like meat a lot, yeah. so you're eating like a malang bigger, for example. Yeah, the meats. This is the plenty, plenty. Yeah. Complacy. What's your favorite dish? Um, it's called white white rice and banga. You don't. You oh, know, is that beans? You know, it's not beans. It's like um, I'll explain it to you now. It's like palm fronds, like palm kernel. If you know that. No, no. I never heard of that. I don't know how to explain it to you. That was crazy. You say, I am like palm it, oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like. It's more like cooked yeah. with like different ingredients inside. What do you what do you put in it? What ingredients do you put inside it? Um, you put um, vegetables, you put stock fish, you put goat meats. Oh, okay. like, a, like a like a catfish. In the same thing, yeah. <laughs> a mashup of stew, boy. What, cat, catfish, <laughs> vegetables. Don't let loons, don't let loons hear this episode. You know, what I mean? <laughs> he will be on to you lot because loons is like I told you. <laughs> loons like I've been saying this. That's bad. Man calls it mystery mystery thing. Designer stew. You know the stew that's um, brown? The stew that's brown? Yeah, my brother calls it designer stew. Actually, actually, the banga I'm talking about is actually brown. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Designer stew. But it just, it just, I think you can just pick what type of meat you put in it. Okay. But yeah, it's, we call it here. Um, there's a particular shop that my mom goes to. Whenever she orders that designer stew, it comes brown. I think it's the same thing. So that's, your, that's your favorite dish yeah, or, that's favorite. What, or what you grew up with? That's my favorite thing. Serious? Yeah. Okay. What about you, Taze? If I'm, if I'm, I want to celebrate. That's called be Eba. Eba stew and um, okra. okra. Yeah, 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 that's my thing. I'm not too tired of people like okra. Yeah, listen, they see that. Mm. O- okra staple. Yeah, man. Okra, okra is like if you ain't blend it well, man. Yeah, see, man, that's okra, until... and you just got when you blend it, it's just woo, little, yeah, little, woo, little, woo. not too much. <laughs> <laughs> woo, the blender, so the. It cuts it, but it's still it's a Western thing because you like... guys look at it as a delicacy. You was back home, we used to eat so much, bro. I did not come to this country to keep eating that. I was like, no, but that thanks. food bangs, bro. Ow. But you know what I like as well? I like Amelone Widu. Yeah, well. I love that. Oh, I love that. oh yeah, 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 that, that bangs. Like, I think, but you got to get older. When you're younger, when you look at it, the thing about Nigerian food, I'm not going to lie, I'll be honest. Presentation is mad. Not the presentation, but like when you look at it, if I wasn't used to it, I might be a bit like, hmm, but I'm used to it. So I, don't, I see it with Nigerian eyes. But if you're not from our culture and you see okra and it's kind of like, Stringy, you might be like. Mm. What's the other one that's green? It's not stringy though. Um, no, it went, it went yeah, do. Okay, and then what's the what's the one that's rich yellow? Um, spinach and egg no? And then you have got the stew. Can you see it? Red, yellow, green, and then Amelaz is chilling, grey in the corner. Yeah, it does look a bit bad. <laughs> right, right, place, brown, so. isn't it? Like it's brown, dark brown, dark brown, man. Mm. The grey, like, is, is it ash or white? Not, uh, but you know, but you know what's a banger? Grand rice. Grand rice is like when you feel like you've had a promotion <laughs> or like you've got good news. You cook um, grand rice. Which one's grand rice? Um, it's like no, jam. It's a smooth one. It's, it's smooth. Yeah, okay, pounded. We call it pounded jam. No, no, it's separate, man. 
So which one's pounded jam? This pounded jam pounded is jam ever. Is pounded jam. Ground rice is ground rice. I'm, see, I can't lie to you. I've been confused. <laughs> All I know is that I'll make the food done. See, in my head, I just thought that in Nigeria, most people ate roughly the same thing. But now I've spoken to you, you're like, nah. We, we, I'm not saying you didn't eat that, but you had different delicacies and stuff yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you eat big Snail? Yeah, I forget, yeah, I love snail. Yeah, no, nah, I can't. I can't get me that. Yeah. In Deadford, I can't um, eat that. I can't eat that. In front of them. The thing is, once I've seen it, like, I've big. seen a snail. And the thing is, in, in Africa... And you know snails are like that big, big, bro? Like, what they're, they're, the hell do you, you find you, snails have that big? Have you seen big? a snail here? No, no. Uh, so, so they're like that big? Snails here, like this big. Like, you see them, minor. In Africa, the snails are like this. They're like cats. Bro, we have a... <laughs> there's a shop right opposite Soulbox in Deadford. Um... Have you seen them? The, the snow and they're crawling the on the window. Got, the lady's got the little bucket where it's in there. And you know, and you walk past and they're moving. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And oh, those, they, they shit them over? Yeah. It came over in someone's suitcase. You know that. Do you know what I don't get though? Like, Bro, how... Taser, you're going to act like you don't no, know. No, 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 that no. someone went through Heathrow <laughs> with a suitcase full of snails. No, do you know what I don't get? Yeah, yeah? When through. you go to Australia, they don't allow stuff like that into Australia. Bro, they don't allow like, any... anything. Like even rice grains, um... Anything, anything that could affect, yeah, anything their, could affect agriculture. their agriculture, they don't allow in. But in the UK, I don't get it. They let in anything, bro. Like, it's easier to smuggle things into the UK. And in Australia, bro, they are. When I say protein shake, when I was out there training or whatever, serious mass, they won't let in. They have their own kind of ecosystem. You get everything that's within there, essentially. And that's why even when it comes to things just like drugs, they end up using more crystal meth than anything else because they can't get, you know, you know how most countries just smuggle shit in. Yeah. Australia, bro, it's a myth. So you can't get anything, food, whatever. You get to the airport with one thing that's wrong. You'll be in the airport for three days, bro. And they're going through every bag you have, every sock, every hat, bro. They will shake you till nothing falls out just to make sure you don't bring in the wrong things. That so all true. of this stockfish in the bag, when you know when people open the bag and there's literally like a hundred snails in there, mm. it doesn't happen in Australia. You get fined for that. Fined? Bro, yeah. you end up on Christmas Island. So um, what I was going to say, in terms of musical influences, who do you listen to in Nigeria or in general? Um, for me, like, I have varieties of people I listen to. When I was growing up, I listened to, um, cause my, my dad used to sell records. Like, oh, yeah, your dad used to have a record shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. CD. So um, Michael Jackson, um, 50 Cent, Whiskey, Davido, Bonaboy, Tivo Savage. So what kind of CD shop was it? It was like a... It was it's it's like like a room, like a small room. Yeah. And then sell CDs. So you used to you used to listen to the tracks in your own Yeah, family. like in my home, like that's my house. Kind of, like, yeah, that's yeah. why I fell in love with music. Yeah. That's probably why I guess your parents are more understanding and more supportive, you know what I mean? Because you had music, you know what I mean, growing around and they kind of have a, had an appreciation mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. music, essentially, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a question that I always I like to ask artists in regards to like there's a difference between like Making music and in the music business, when did you realize that? Okay, cool. Making music is cool, but I I need to understand the business side of things. I think for for me it was when I moved into maybe HQ or 2018, you know, and then I had to learn the whole business thing for like a year before I got unveiled, like a pipeline thing. Like you, you just there learning the whole music business, waking up waking up every morning to see a superstar like Tivo Savage, Ricardo Banks, Corey DiBello, yeah, yeah. And then, like, learning the whole music business, learning artist manage, management, you know, learning, you know, branding, imagery, you know, learning about partnership deals and everything like that. So, for me, it was, like, a learning process for a year before I go on veil. So, when I go on veil, it was like, okay, we know what we're doing now. Okay. So, have you got, have you got a show in London or are you, or you just got a show in Birmingham or? 
No, I did a show in Birmingham and Manchester. I did a show with Rema in Otto Bridge. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've seen Rema actually mm-hmm. a few times. Anything you've learned from Tua Savage? Yeah, like I learned about, you know, touring and getting the back. Like I'm always there when they're talking about like, you know, tours and everything like that. I'm always, you know, there just sitting down close to them, like in the staircase and just like, it's a little boy just listening to every gist. Because mm-hmm. I, I love, you know, industry stories, like to learn the business. business. So I always, I'm always there like listening and just, you know, learning things. And I feel like that's one of the things that I learned. You say yes. Mavin, is that Don Jazzy? And yes, Don Jazzy. Don, Don Jazzy. Yeah, Don Jazzy, yeah. Yes. So uh, how was it having someone like Don Jazzy around? Because Don Jazzy has been around from... not Legendary. Legend, like, as in the band and... Was it Mo Hit Records? And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. There. That was like the Afrobeat wave that like the P-squared, the band, yep. like all that... Foundation. Yeah, yeah. That, that Afrobeat wave was sick because it's kind of like we didn't have... We had more of like the Afrobeat that our parents listened to. And then that was like an evolution, an evolution for the the younger gen to say, you know what, we can do this. Yeah, that was le- level two. This is that. This level three, yeah, yeah. and that was, you know, what I mean, level two essentially. And remember, taste that's uni years for us. Mm. That's when it was spinning. So for us, those were momentous times. Mm-hmm, you go into mm-hmm. the dance when Wizkid was coming out. Remember them times there. I'm hot. I think ah, the, tra- the, the transition, if I can speak very, like, make it trivial, is that there's a there was a period of time where I guess we can argue that it wasn't really cool. To be African, whereas I now I, I don't get this, you know. No, you know, but no, w- w- no, whether we want to admit it or not, I'm no, not saying, even, no, I'm not saying we, we weren't. Whether we were or you were, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people saw it, and, uh, mm. and then when we started making the music, and then obviously it, it became a thing where like, okay, cool, these tunes are popping. I'd see people in the dance. I was like, I thought you're Jamaican. That waist is Congolese. You, know what I mean? like, <laughs> you can say whatever. That is a Congolese. That man. From Sierra Leone. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Because in terms of the whole Nigeria, because people when people say it, obviously you can say that I, I was a proud Nigerian, whatever, but people always knew I was Nigerian as in, in school. But remember, I feel like maybe other African countries thought it a bit more because we were we were represented in football. Mm. So in terms of like I saw Kanu Okocha Demlock win the Olympic medal in mm. 96, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just, so I've seen like Super Eagles with the Yakini on the net, do you know what I'm saying? So we had representation to say, yo, Nigeria cool, but I think maybe other African countries didn't have an obvious, obvious representation. So maybe for them, it was a bit like, oh, no one really knows. Yeah, but you got to remember though, there's like, you got someone, Femi, he's calling himself Fems, <laughs> Binga, Bangs. Like everyone started we shooting in their names and E-Man. Yeah, exactly. E-Man is Emmanuel. He's changing to E-Man. So like there was a time where it was, it was just, even in school, for example, you get a supply teacher, like a teacher that's not your teacher for the day. And when it comes to reading a Nigerian name, they're making it seem as if it's the hardest thing to do, bro. No, but it is though. Come on, man. Well, what, reading what names? Yeah. Most of you can't even, most of you that live here can't even pronounce your names properly. So do you, man. But you can pronounce the names. We just choose not brother, to. Nah, brother, brother. I've heard We can pronounce way, our names, bro. bro. We just choose not to. When I moved here, yeah, when I see Zimbabweans over here, yeah, when I used to sit here and I'd see people pronouncing their names, I was like, you're not going to do that, are you? You know, you're yeah. sitting there. I can't speak for Zimbabwe. Names, I was like, you no, bro, yeah. I'm talking Nigerians as well. You've heard people pronounce their names and you're like, that is not how you pronounce your name. So there's no way you're going to pronounce your name like that and be mad at me for no, pronouncing it like think, that. I think what Taze is saying is that Nigerians pronounce it that way on purpose. Uh, the supply teachers couldn't pronounce it at all. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, for example... Give them, a, give them a Polish name or Russian name. The man are reading that out. True, like, man. You see what I'm saying? Locomotive, <laughs> Lipienko. Nailing it, bro. Nailing it. You see what I'm saying? Nailing it. Speaking of, because we were speaking about music, yeah? You know what I mean? Today I'm just throwing it back. 
You must have uh-huh. What? Hey, yo. I said he's throwing it back to them. <laughs> <laughs> your niggas are childish. Get the hell out of here. Screw all of you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in strip club, them strip clubs, you just slow down, bro. Wesley's throwing it back. I said, settle down, settle, settle down. down. Hey, yo. Fuck all of your niggas. Wow. <laughs> I'm shooting all your niggas. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Players, players Club. Remember the movie? Yeah. Bernie Mac comes out and he's Rex. And he's looking at the baby. Keep your motherfucking thingy. Keep your, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the bulletproof vest on all motherfucking day? Would <laughs> I catch you? Let's talk about Premier Gaor. You know yeah. that dude. Yeah, that nigga, bro. Have you? Do you know what it's about? Heartbreak. Basically, he's lost his thing. You know, what I mean? he's got his little young thing that he's been dealing with. But now she's found another older guy that she's chilling, chilling with, and he's lost her. So that's what the whole song is about. So we're out there vibing. This nigga was crying, bro, because he lost his thing. So it was a heartbreak <laughs> song. So this whole time, we're vibing, you know, we're in the dance vibing. He's crying, bro. He wants his woman back. That's a rhythm, though. It's a rhythm. You know, you said your song, I your music you, I actually is, thought that was a Nigerian song. You know, you said your music is colorful. Do you, can you see yourself writing a heartbreak song? Man, for me, it depends on the mood, the mood I am, you know? If I feel like... But don't you have to experience heartbreak to write heartbreak okay, songs? No, you don't have to. You don't have to, to be honest. I, I, can, I can paint a picture in my head and just like, okay. I actually made a song that... That's a sad story. Yeah, a couple of couple of weeks ago. Have you ever been heartbroken though? Nah. I've been once. Before before I go before I go sign, I used to date this girl in my hood at the time. I wanted I wanted us to be like, you know, Two Face and Annie, like the way Two Face blew up in the girl. Yeah, stuff yeah. Like that. So apparently she was telling me that, oh, she's a virgin. And then she was seeing other boys. Jeez. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to wait for you to like, you're done with school and they would do it. So I waited for like three years. We didn't do shit. Three years? And then... But in that time, she was seeing other guys. Yeah. Guys were telling me like, yo, this girl, she's just so happy. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? How did you find that? So for me, because the guys that she was doing stuff with are my guys. And you know the hood, like I'm very popular in my hood. Like I know everybody. Like, everybody knows me. Like, so... I'm hearing different J's. I'll be like, nah, don't worry. Love is blind. Da, 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 da. So, <laughs> when I moved into they Maven... They were doing you kind of dirty. When I moved into Maven in 2017, I started coming to Maven and then I spent like three days and I go back. I just went to some funny attitude and then she just like broke my heart. She was just like, nah, she's not interested anymore. She didn't know I was going to be this big. So, and 2019, I got signed and she texted me and she like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Da, 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 da. I'm like, thank you. That's it. Oh, you responded? Yeah, like... You wouldn't uh, respond. Nah, no, no, you got to say that. I'm a cool guy. Like, you know, we, should, we, we can't do shit anymore. Like, I'm too expensive. Is that something? Hey, energy. <laughs> we can't do shit anymore. I'm too expensive for you. That's usually like, the start of someone's villain story, you know? It reminds me of this. That's, that's what something. I'm going to say. Sorry, that's what I'm going to say. That normally, like, a heartbreak normally changes... It, it, it changes someone either way. You either... Someone who's like, ah, like, what's, that, what's that thing? You've got to be vulnerable to love. So, mm. Or certain man and say, it never again. My heart cannot break. Someone, someone broke Drake's heart. Had to. The, the way he just flies and glides on songs, he's still painting. He's still painting, but we enjoy it. But he's still painting. Maybe one day he'll reveal who this person is, but he's painting. Has anyone been, you might have been heartbroken before. Yeah, I have. I have one thing I'll touch on. It. I was going to say, you know, you talk about when you're doing something and someone messages you, whatever. My documentary it was coming out at the time. Someone messaged me, somebody from, you know, from before. She's like, oh, it's amazing. I've seen it. But at the time, all that had come up was the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, it's amazing. I saw it. It was great. 
He's like, yeah, sure. Ah, bro, I was like, thank you. Because you know, you're like, what else are we going to say? If, you're gonna li- if you can lie like that, bro, yeah, we're that's, not doing yeah, this. That's happening on BBC, one extra. And then we left BBC. Like, Yo, people talk about you. Yeah, I love like, your show on BBC. I radio, I love yours on BBC. Like, like, we ain't been there for like a year. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Cool. Now, I have a heartbreak that I wouldn't say turned me into who I am today, but I was young, you know what I mean? As an older girl, proper, proper loved up, you know what I mean? Back in the day, F game or whatever, you know, and you're doing crazy things. And yeah. You spend money on that? Hell yes. And it's crazy because her family had money. So I'm spending money on somebody who has money. Do you know how do you know how in love you have to be to spend money on somebody that has money? Mm. I almost got baptized for her. <laughs> baptized. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? I was that's where I was. I was I almost got baptized for her. Man, do you know the ones where they <laughs> they hold your nose, they, bro. I was this close. I was oh, this, bro. I was this close to getting baptized for. I almost bought her a car. You want to know what the killer is? She had a car. I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I nearly bought a car for a woman that had a car, and I didn't have a car. Yeah, no, nah, I've never been. I've never been like that. What you? I wanted to buy. That something. was like nineteen nah, twenty at the time. I've never been like that. I'm actually 20 Because remember, remember In terms of what keeps saying That rationale has gone out the window She's got a car already You haven't got a car Buy yourself a car bro But you want to buy her Another car You know when you say it like that You know what you're saying like, <laughs> 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 You see what I mean At the time It made sense Did it make sense? No But at the time It made sense Mm. And when I look back at it now, it's like, I did not make any sense. But I was in that zone. So that's why sometimes I'm very lenient when it comes to judging people that are in love and people do dumb shit in that zone. Because You've been once upon a time, I was there. And I look back at it and I was like, that made no sense. I don't know if I could be that much in love, you know? That I do now, bro, that, now. That I do something that's like, doesn't make sense to me. Isn't your heart enough? No, it's not even that. I just don't think I'd like, like what am I buying your car for anyway? You should listen to some colourful music, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyone else, in the, anyone in the UK that you want to work with? I read that you worked with one Aeson. Yeah, for, for me, I want to work Talented with... Talented guy. Hmm? Aeson. You know I mean? Very talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I want to work with everybody I can, you know, link up with, you know. For me, I just want to explore and just, you know, spread my, you know, my sound. I want to connect with anybody I can connect with before I leave. So, for me, like, anybody that's available, man, so long as, like, my energy is right with you. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's more like energy thing. It's not even about the names or... So what's a studio session like? Your typical studio session? Like, what's your rituals? What do you do? Your day in the studio. What do you need in the studio? Do you need a particular drink? Do you need... Do you get the I mean? beat? Do you get the beat first? Do you do the melody first? Then get the beat? Like, is there like a... Yeah. And, you know, for me, sometimes I get the beat first. I write at home before coming to the studio. Sometimes I don't want to hear anything till I get to the studio. Sometimes I, I have the melody in my head and, and try and source the beat that will fit the melody. For me, it's different. So there's no particular way that I make music. Yeah. It's a lifestyle for me. I can just go into the studio and I just do it, you know? So um, my studio, I just like it to be calm, man. Do you write? Me and my producer, yeah, I write. Okay. As in, because you know some people... I write in my head. That, I was going to say that, that some yeah. people write on paper. Some people write in their head. I write in my I, head. I, I don't understand We don't write that. down. So that's not freestyle. It's actually like writing in your head, actually. That's what I'm saying, but I, I rate that because I don't know how you do it. <laughs> just remember, like Jay-Z, where they just yeah, do like, it in their like, head and they don't put it head. on. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Babe, yeah. remember it and then that's it. Like you don't write it down now. Yeah. I find it For nuts. me, if I, if I write it down, it feels like I'm, I'm reciting it. Okay. It doesn't come from inside. That's for me. I'm speaking for myself now. You know, for me, how I developed that, that you know, that attitude for that, um, you know, skill was, you know, back in the day in the hood, I used to listen to songs on radio. I didn't have a smartphone then. Okay. So when I'm listening to songs, I will assume I'm being featured on the song. So I will mute the person's vocals in my head and I'm freestyling when the song is playing on radio. Oh, okay. That's a super talent still. <laughs> yeah. That's dope so still. Yeah, so I just keep Blank out a man's vocals to yeah. put yours just on super talent. Singing on top of it. So then, that me, so when you get to the studio, for example, you is it like you get the beat and then you might just have a little four bar and yeah, that sounds cool. Then another four bar, then you stitch it together, or is it like for me, I just go to the studio sometimes, I just vibe straight away, and then I listen to it again and start writing to it. Mm-hmm. So just melody, 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 melody uh, here uh, and there, uh, here uh, and there, and just Work backwards. Yes. Uh-huh. Sometimes I make a song and I don't realize it makes sense until I, I made a song and then I listen. Like, ah, it makes sense. Is there any song you've ever done where it was almost one take? Yes. Um, for me, for So Fine, one of my records I dropped in 2019, So Fine was straight from the beginning towards the, almost the end of the song. Yeah, I think that's mad. And that and that's difficult. Straight. One take. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had it. I'm like, I know exactly how this song has to sound. No, I was just going. I'm ready. Like I was just going. In studio. And when you know you think of funny enough, um, these are two artists that have actually just released a song together again. Um, you sent it to me. Um, I heard it for the first time, Naira and Backroad. Okay. So that's actually not the first song they've done together. Yeah. The first song they did together was it, we never actually released it. It was a couple of years ago. So BR, uh, Backroad G, had a song that he would release back in the day. And we were working. So actually, the song hadn't even come out. But you know when you're working on the remix of a song at the time? So it was BR and it was Naira in the studio, essentially. And that's where sometimes, you know, when you think of, it was one of the most chaotic studio sessions I've ever been in. You know, when you have an artist and everyone has all of their people in the studio and you're trying to get a song done. And then the specific, you know, you think we have studio, you're like, we have to be here, be out of here at a specific, and this is before Naira is Naira that we know now, no, you know what yeah. I mean? So he was still, you know what I mean? Naira Marley from Peckham, essentially. So he had, had a good run and, you know what I mean? He was no, UK Naira. So at the time, you know what I mean? The way they're working in the studio is different. So, you know, when everyone comes in, they'll, they'll, they'll record a little bit. Everyone will go out and smoke a little bit of weed, come back, you know what I mean? Record a little bit. And, you know, when you're, Management, essentially. You're sitting in there and you're thinking, it's a very expensive session. <laughs> you know, we were supposed to be out of here three hours ago. You know what I mean? Uh, and you're sitting in there and every time, you know, you're like, we've got four lines. You know what I mean? Can we get another four in? <laughs> you're like, song's nearly done. So you think of studio sessions, yeah? Bro, it could be insane. Have you ever had a situation in a studio where... You know, you're like, this is taking a lot longer <laughs> than it should. Or you're working with someone and you're like, yeah, this isn't the way I like to work. You don't have to say who, but can you think of a time where you're like, this is not how I like to work? You know, for Niger- in Nigeria, it's different. You know, I feel like, you know, for me, 
since since I moved into maybe like 2018, I've always had access to studio. So I work anytime. Even if, even if I'm writing like four bars for nine hours, <laughs> I would do it yeah. as long as it comes out right. So for me, it's never really about, oh, we have three hours to record, we have two hours to record. Or, so that's what I'm saying. It's different in Nigeria. In different. terms of UK, uh, um, in terms of UK music, there's like drill, there's grime, there's obviously UK rap, whatever. Is there any particular genre that stuck out to you? You're like, you know what? I like that from the UK. I like that sound. Yeah, I love drill. Seriously? Yeah, I love drill. Just UK drill or drill across the board? UK drill. Do you think you could do that? Drill? I could try, but I've never tried it before. No, I'm not, I'm not saying maybe you you rap drill, but as in you could be like... Sing drill. Yeah, hook. Sing, sing, sing a hook. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they come, there's a reason why they call me Captain Hook. Hey, hey. <laughs> energy. What's that Captain Hook? You know, <laughs> you don't know uh, Captain Hook's for a minute. No, be serious. No, Peter Pan. Be serious. No, I know it's from Peter Pan, but you made it seem as if it was something else. No, I, 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 I might be. I don't no, know. For me, it's because I kill every hook. I'm on. You know, yeah, it's funny. You don't talk about you know Captain Hook and you know what I mean just um older stuff. Yeah, Super Mario. Mm-hmm. I was listening to something today. That made me realize that he was sinister. What? Bro, he, he was in there just kicking down doors and chasing women around. <laughs> One of his babies back, man. Bro, think about it, yeah. Bowser. Yeah. Remember, they used to call him King Cooper. You can't make, you wait, can't make, you wait, can't make sense wait, out of this, bro. Wait, wait, the princess wait. is sleeping so with Bowser. the dinosaur, Wait, 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 bro. Bowser. You got You're his thing or whatever. Super thing. Mario. <laughs> kicking in the door. Killed all of this dude's kids. Just to grab man's chick. To grab his chick. Bro, he's... He, who's chick? That was Bowser's chick. No. No, Brother, that's, no. Don't let the media fool you. What? That was Bowser's... You know Bowser's a dinosaur, you know right? Yes. So what are we talking about? That's that be- was his thing. That's bestiality. That was okay back bro, then. Bro, bro, All I'm saying is that dude there, bro, home invasion rapist. <laughs> this guy is... <laughs> you, bro, he was breaking into houses. <laughs> like I said, because of Super Mario and his cute, and Luigi didn't even want to be part of that. Have you noticed when you played the game with Luigi, energy was different because he didn't want to be there. Luigi was serious, man. Luigi he wanted... Secret, he secretly liked the- it, Princess, as well. That's why. Ooh. But listen, I've been watching um, Wu-Tang, the saga. It's about the history of Wu-Tang and how they came about and stuff like that. So the question I was going to ask is, there's a, there's a lot of... Um, Hiccups in the beginning in it. So obviously, I think one of the main guys gets signed as a producer. RZA, I, I, I think it's yeah, RZA, RZA that gets yeah RZA. R- but R- then RZA was the brand. Yeah, making the beat and stuff like that. But there's there's bare times where he's tried to convince the label to bring in the the mandem. So like Ghostface, Method Man, and um, you got yeah. There's bare them. There's bare them. You got yeah. But there's times where he's received bad news. So I've, how have you hand, dealt with bad news in regards to like music? Maybe like a single can't come out on a particular day or you can't shoot uh, the music video or the budget isn't what you thought it was going to be. Or a feature's not cleared. Yeah. So sample's not cleared and stuff like that. How, how do you deal with bad news? Oh, for me, I just I just go offline, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just go offline. I just like take my time out to just, you know, just rethink and just re-strategize. You know, um, there was a time where we went to shoot Ijo Labalaba, the video. And in, in, in Nigeria, it was raining season. So it was raining from Monday to the day when they shoot the video. Mm. It rained back to 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 that day. And after that day, it still rained. I wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and when I I'm like, rain, what the mad, fuck? You know, like, as in, like, you see cars like, driving through, you're like... I'm like, what the fuck is this? And the song has to come out and the video has to come 
next week after. So we have to move the day and I have to move my show's dates as well. So I lost money and, and a lot of things like that. So, but it happens, man, in the business. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah. And sometimes it's just God, you know, ordaining the time. And, you know, God is a perfect time keeper. So, so I just let the universe... When you were watching thing. the Wu-Tang thing, you must have seen the thing where men are talking about... Um, remember this big group of them? And they're like, oh, we have a... They'll be like, oh, we have an interview with Howard Stern. But I said, we? Is it... I have an interview. Remember, there's so many of them. So let's say there's, you know what I mean, there's us, we're a group or whatever, there's four of us. And like, oh, we have a thingy. We have an interview, Howard Stern, Taser, and their man are preparing. But me and Marvin was like, he said they want me and Marvin on this show. So that's one of the issues that they used to have a lot. They used to argue all the time. Bro, all the time. Where man are on the train and they're fighting. Yeah, on the train. That's and the one. And Michael Mann's arguing with like... Over Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I remember, I'm watching it from the beginning, like them in the ends. They ain't even got their names yet. They're still going by their old names. What is it on Netflix? Um, Disney. Okay. Yeah, so I'm on season... I just started season two. They were spread out. The thing about Wu-Tang, yeah, there were brothers in my school that used to, like, be diehard Wu-Tang fans, like, tattoos, bro. Mm. Like, I swear to God, bro, a brother had a tattoo, like, if, and I'm not going to say his name because people... Wouldn't, <laughs> know it. But he had a Wu-Tang tattoo. And when I've looked back, I'm like, brother, you were, like, 14, bro. <laughs> but... Has he ever been, head, has he ever been to jail? Year, Nah, but they were like bad boys in the area, like proper. So when I look at them, I'll be like, you know when you're in school, for example, and like you look at the older year, it's like they're, they're like men. But when you leave school, you're like, oh, we were young. We were like 14. Mm. But in your head, when you're year seven or year eight, you're looking up at the year 10s, year 11s. They're, they're big men. I remember when used to have tattoos. We, PE, see man walking with sleeveless top, bare tattoos and Wu-Tang. And them, them I used to listen to Wu-Tang. That's how I knew about Wu-Tang because of them lot. It was, it was weird I knew, knew Wu-Tang was a thing But I wasn't really invested That's what I'm in saying it, you, yeah. you need to be introduced mm. To Wu-Tang you, you, I don't think there's someone That you like Listen to out of the blue So I'm saying so But um, I was going to talk about Your um, social media Like you said that When you're stressed You just come off socials Like how has that been For you socials Because I see like You've got like maybe like 700,000 800k Like how is it Navigating with DMs with posts like like odd because remember now you're you, you get recognized all over the place now you can't move how you used to move mm-hmm. like how is life now life is great life is good i've always wanted this you know so for me it's like yeah i'm i'm, I'm getting what i'm praying for so the snow i can't complain man you listen i'm i'm just like you know that's that's worrisome for me because you know to shift from being a regular kid in the hood Wearing shorts and walking up and down, just doing stuff. Yeah. So now you can't do that. Mm. That's the only thing that's just like, okay, I can't do that anymore. But but here I can do that because okay, it's London boy in Lagos. You can't if you try it. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. Wiz, uh, Wiz Khalifa posted a um something on Insta, I think yesterday, and he was talking about how he's not interested in wearing jewelry and watches anymore because of how people perceive you. And he doesn't want to be a target. He's just like the energy surrounding all of that stuff. I'm just not interested in it. That's not how they perceive you. It's how they perceive your watch. <laughs> I mean, they no, don't see you, bro. It's like a... But you know what it's like? It's like, man can know you have money, but the moment you put a particular watch on or a particular chain on, it's like, okay, you have money, but now I can take it. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah I think he doesn't want to bring that energy towards what Taylor, Taylor's saying, like, for example, like, if someone sees you now, they can't take your money at your bank account. Whereas if you've got a watch or a chain, they can grab it. So I get what you mean in terms mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. that's why um even when PNB Rock got killed and um Pop Smoke and whatever, IST was saying that LA is different. Like if you notice a lot of the artists in LA they don't wear jewelry. 
So IST, well, the game wears a chain, to be fair, but the game's affiliated, whatever. But generally speaking, most artists you see in LA don't wear jewellery. And I re- and I looked back and I was like, okay, Ice Cube, Ice T, there's a lot of men who didn't wear jewellery because LA is one of those places where like you stick home out. invasion, you stick out like, there's a lot of people that they bang differently over there. Like, like the, the how they view life is very cheap as in like to kill someone is nothing over there and it's, it's so dangerous, bro. But I, I kind of get it though. I feel like it's like that here, not so much in life being cheap, cheap. You yeah. know what I mean? But I feel like over the last two, three years, London has become a place where people are willing to do a bit more yeah, to get your jewellery. People are willing to... Follow you home. Yeah, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Harm you. Because, you know, when you think of people that have been killed in the last two, three years mm. over jewellery, I, I read an article the other day. I think I might have sent it to you, Sage, or you might have sent it to me, where it was a guy um, and he's gone back with these two chicks or whatever. They've drunk in, loot, in, in, and he ended in, up yeah, yeah. getting killed. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they think they saw yeah, two Rolexes that he posted yeah. on his Instagram and stuff. And you think to yourself, you know, you now you're just terrified even meet up with people because you're like I don't know what your intentions are you're like is it to hang out or are you meeting up with me because you think I have exactly. you know what I mean nice things I told you when I had kettles bro like it was a short period of time because I, I felt so uncomfortable where I was like I just can't do this bro where you're like now ima-, and that was it's not an expensive watch by any margin you want 10-15k so now imagine walking around with 200k on your wrist 300k Young people were wearing, you know, half a million pound watches on their wrist. That's like Yana, I couldn't sleep, bro. That's like Yana Mines. You see, you see the story about Yana Mines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, he, he got robbed. Mm. Yeah, they came to his yard. Into his yard. Serious. He, mm. he said, basically, he was in Harrods and he bought a watch. I think it was like 190 bags, 200 bags on it. They're one of the richer um, and, RMs. And he paid for it. And his brethren filmed it real time in Harrods. Like, yo, watch, whatever, whatever. And he said that he was being flashy. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. But he said that he was at home and then his brother just broke in and like they just battered him and was just like, where's the watch? But he said, luckily for him, the RM was something, there was something wrong with it. So Sweet. it was in Harris getting fixed, but he had loads of, he had about three or four other watches in the safe. So they made him open the safe and take the watches Jeez. and they tied him up and whatever, whatever and they beat him up and he said since then, like he moves digital, he's got like loads of security in his yard now and whatever. But he said, luckily he's, Misses and these kids weren't in. Jesus. That would have been a whole like, Remember that happened yeah, yeah. to a friend of ours. If you go back, yeah, going remember, almost 10 yeah. years ago, same thing with him. You know what I mean? Gone in his house, tied him up, you know what I mean? Burnt him with an iron on all sorts for money. Mm. And you know, you're like, it's scary, bro. You, you don't even have nice things. The thing is, I was supposed to go back with him that day as well. Like, there was a few of us that, like, he was like, I'll oh, come and play FIFA. I was like, you know what? I'm tired, man. Like, I can't be bothered, bro. And there's like about three or four of us that are going to go back. I remember. Burnt your nipples so, so imagine, you bro, back. No, but the thing is, I, I, it would have been even. It, might, it, have, it might actually have been, have been a different story. Yeah, it would have been even Stevens, to be fair. Mm, guys buried him. Yeah, but there was about there would have been about four of us. And there were there were like seven or eight of them in there. Yeah. I got the I got the posts just so people know what I'm talking about. So Wiz Khalifa posted, um, you grow out of that shit and you place value in other things at certain points. It's cool to have that mind frame as well, or it's cool to have a little joint too. You don't have to be the big you don't have to be the biggest, craziest situation going on, he said. Um, and with all these murders and shit going on, it's inviting fucking energy that you don't really need. And people look at you like they get excited every time you see that type of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so, what do you what do you value? So rappers, so, rappers. So, sorry to cut you off. Rappers. Well, you know what I don't like about rappers? They live life, they enjoy the jewels mm-hmm. and whatever, and then they want to tell us, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean anything. No, uh, 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 uh. 
No, but it's timing, bro. You like you enjoy this. No, but it's timing. You enjoy this. You got the chicks off the back of this. It's like you know, I mean, fraudsters when they tell kids, "Don't do this." No, no, no. You were living life, driving BMWs, wearing Rolex, but I shouldn't do it. Remember, please mind your business. I said that at the time. Yeah, no, no. Fraudsters come out and they will tell the kids, "Nah, nah." Give my motivational speeches. Don't do fraud. All right. So wait, when you when you were growing up, yeah, did you want to be like a Yahoo boy? Um, I had friends that was doing it at the time. You know, there's actually one of my friends, but I wouldn't wish I don't want to mention his name. Mm-hmm. We started making music together. And then he's, he's like, bro, let's go do this shit. I'm like, it's not my calling. Like, I can't, I can't do that. I want to make music. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to do it, right? Just watch me. And then he started doing it and started making stupid money. Like it was so popular in my hood. He never gave me nothing. He never said, oh, take this 50k or 100k, get get yourself a sneaker or go to the studio, da 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 da. Never gave me nothing. I never envied him for one day. So, what's, I, what's a Yahoo boy for people who don't know? A fruit stock. First time. Okay. Mm. So, obviously, when you say 50 and 100k, you mean Naira, right? Yeah, Naira. When people start listening, they say, bro, what? 50k for chase? Mm, nah. <laughs> so, it's like, um, it, it didn't give me anything. It was making so much money, like, it was so popular. I got tattoos, like, it was so arrogant. Like, everybody just knew him in the hood. I just arrogant guy was doing drugs and shit like that. So, for me, I just focused on my music and then, Three years after, like, I got signed to Maven. And he's looking at me now. He's like, <coughs> I wish I did the same thing too. You're like, but, boy. Money, yeah, money, it's, what it's what I'm saying about timing. It's timing. Mm-hmm. Money changes a lot of people. Yeah. Like, people don't realize, but like, when you get money, it changes people. Like, that's why it doesn't change you. So it brings out the true you. So if yes. you, yeah, I'm telling you, like, if, for example, like, me, for example, if I go to a restaurant and uh, there's a waiter, I'll never be rude to the waiter because I don't need to be. It's not me. Where some people are rude to the waiter because that is you don't him. have to indirect James Corden. Just say James Corden. Uh, but I've been hearing that he's he's bad. You know, he's an asshole. James Corden. You know, he gets bad for from, from restaurants. They were like he's terrible in Hollywood. They were like, yeah, but I don't know how true it is though. No, 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 no. no. He's not. A lot of people have come out to say to the point where one restaurant owner he's come out and he's like, we've dealt with bad customers, but this dude is so bad we've had to ban him. From the restaurant Like there were that Do you know how bad You have to be To get banned From a restaurant When I say people That work in hospitality Bro You deal with bad With terrible client customers Every day So to be so bad You have to get banned You have to be extremely bad Because apparently there was, there was The brother told a story About on the plane I don't know how true it is though And he was like um, James Corden was on the plane First class And there was a woman With a baby Next to him Whatever And literally For the whole flight The baby's crying Whatever the woman is dealing with it, and James Corden's just blanking, like blanking it out, whatever, whatever. It came, it, it transpired at the end that that was his you and his missus. <laughs> oh, I thought this story was going somewhere else. No, but it was like I was about to say, you know what I mean? How dare they? Oh, that was his you. <laughs> that was his you and his missus. They said that like he, but he blanked it for the whole flat. Like, literally the whole flat. It was just like again. I think I read but, that on but, Twitter. But what, what did the woman, the baby, do though? What? I'm just saying. Bro, Marvin, you always say there's two sides to every story. I don't know if it's even true, but I, I just saw it and I was thinking, interesting. Yeah, but no, I've heard, like, there's a lot of stuff about him where people are like, he is an absolute arsehole. He did a Q&A thing that, to the point where they had to cut it off because everyone kept asking him about why he's such a cunt. Serious? Yeah. Bro, to the point where... Jay Corden, the fat brother. Yes. The guy who Bro, does the carpool karaoke. Brother, he is a nightmare, apparently. Like, people just in Hollywood, think about it, his career's gone... Down the toilet. Mm. Is it? Yes. What does he do? Doesn't do that show no more. Oh, serious? Nope. Okay. 
Yeah, Hollywood. Literally, he has such bad PR from how he is. You know, people that get big and they just move brand new. He needs to listen to some colorful music. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. People just need to. I was watching the half um, HC pod and they were talking about slow jams and how how much of an impact it just has on people's lives. It just forces you to just slow down. And I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, we never listen, but when you listen to slow jams, everything just slows down, man. I don't, I don't know what slow jams you're listening to, brother, but talk about the old school. You're working, mom. You don't slow down. If huh? what? What did you say? You're working, mom. You don't slow down. Slow down. Say that again. What? Slow down. And what say did you again. say? You're whacking mom, you don't slow down. Oh, you, what did you think he said? I thought he said if he was whacking my mom. Bro, that's what I that's thought he said. Bro, so that's what we, bro. bro. Nah, nah, I wouldn't yeah. would say that. That's, that's, that's bro, that's but that's what he said. Like you were saying. Back me, back me, bro. No, I like Auntie Sue. Yeah. Bro, because I was like, what bad is this, bro? Because like, this is dude. No, I'm saying, when you make love to slow jams, it doesn't, I'm saying, if you're listening to it in the car, you don't slow down, though. Do you make love to slow jams? Yeah, you don't make love to slow jams. Well, no music, bro. Nigga, I won't hear that. This is low, low. Low, low. You don't have issues, man. That's is is there a particular... Do you listen to anything when you're when you're making love? To, is, there, is there like... They're going knacking over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did my Google. What's the knacking? I heard that one for years. used to be a comic. Remember that? Naxon. Do you anyone remember that comic? <laughs> Yeah, so, I remember. There used to be a comic in Nigeria called Naxon, innit? And he was like a brother, like, and he was always like, Naxon. He was always knacking. And like, anytime he said, baby, you get the biggest bowl in like, I used to buy the paper just to see it, Naxon. Any of my Nigerians, you know about Naxon still. That's how I keep up with Nigerian, you know, me news and banter. Um, I follow Cracks TV on um, Insta. Yeah, that's how I keep up with all my, you know what? Nigerian content creators are some of the most creative content creators on the planet. When you look at some of the skits they do yeah, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, that yeah. is some of... When they I say, abuse the sound effects, though. No, 100%. <laughs> but when I talk about literally, bro, but globally, if we were to talk about top Brother. three, a country that's top what, three... What, yeah. top, <laughs> and they got the, the, the fast around his legs. Yeah, bro. they do that all the time. They love it, bro. But Nigeria is definitely... When it comes to content creation, you know what I mean? No, Actually, cold. maybe... Don't even say top three, top two. Mm. When you look at the content they yeah, create in terms of content, the humor... So. Definitely top three. Do you know, Nigerian, Nigerians as people, we're very humorous and funny mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, more times, like, you see um, something, it's always funny. Like, Sammy Loco, um, Two Rats. I want to have it. There's a guy called... Um, oh, is it Jigzy? Popo, Ake Popo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy too called... There was, I think Jigzy. I can't remember his name. He stopped. He used to do the, um, he used to do the news. And then he has skits where um, he used to be a police officer. Uh-huh. The dark skin one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big guy. Paint his face black. No, he didn't paint his face black. He just... It was that dark, dark. Not him. Nah, he's a big fat guy. And he used to do skits with... Um, basically, he used to do skits where he would stop people on the road and he'll be the police officer that's stopping you, trying to hustle you for money. But he used to be funny. Then he turned into... He changed his content into a news reporter. And then he used to do... Um, like, he'll be like the boss at a job. And then you'll be the client that's coming in, and the way he like kind of deals with you. But I can't remember. I, I ain't seen him post content in a minute though. This is like this is like a couple of years ago. Would you Would you ever get into acting? I wouldn't. I mean, I, would, I don't mind. You know, I don't mind to be honest. Do you think you can do it though? Do you think you can? I think I can. I think I can. If I put my If I put if I put my mind to it, anything I put my mind to, it, I can do it. 
Because I know quite a lot of Nigerian people that are actors or or of just they're either DJs or they're actors, like, but they weren't before. But Nigeria's one of those kind of places where like one minute you'll see someone, next minute, yeah, top DJ, bare bookings in December. You're like, how? <laughs> so I'm saying, like, I think it's because like, it once you have a name, you can pretty much branch into Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Once mm. in Nigeria, once you have a name, like people are willing to look into you. Like even Nigeria, for example, when I the time when I went and I got um and then got arrested in the club, yeah. And then it hit the blogs out there, whatever. If you know how many followers I got from Nigeria, because once they knew I was Nigerian, they started getting that's that's how Nigerians are. If they know you're Nigerian, they'll just follow you. It's like um same thing happened with um Daps. Was it? Yeah, for example, when when they realized that Daps Nigerian, he's filming with like Migos, Iggy Azalea, all that stuff. He said his following in Nigeria was crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he, he, it got to the point where he used to question the time he had to upload his content because he's like, I've got like a UK following and then I've got a US following, I've got a Nigerian Nigeria, following. Yeah. You know what I mean, so he used to kind of figure out what time to kind of upload his content. But yeah, because Nigerians actually support their own like properly. Like if they yeah, like yeah, you, so they real. support you, bro. Like as yeah, in like. So. The thing about Nigerians, you can go anywhere. You can be in Poland, you can be in Yugoslavia, you can be wherever, and then someone will say to you, you're Nigerian? Yeah, and that's it. That's that's it. I like you now. What do you want? We're cool. Like, that's that's how Nigerians mm-hmm, are, do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Which is, which is kind of sick still. So before we let you go, yeah, I read somewhere, and the reason why I'm reading it out is because I don't want you to use that as your answer now. So I read somewhere that you said, I want my music to be the soundtrack for beautiful moments in everybody's lives. Naked. <laughs> low, 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 low. <laughs> so before we let you go One question If you want your fans To take one thing away From this interview What would it be? Hmm. What would it be? 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 You know just you know, Watch the interview and be happy. <laughs> and it's fun, you know. And just watching and just, it's a lot of, you know, educating things from here. Just in case you're, you're new to Africa or, you know, whatever. So, so yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Where can people find you? Like, your music, your videos. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, Cray, on this, C-R-A-Y-O-N-T-H-I-S, on TikTok is different, Crayway too. And Snapchat, same thing, C-A-C-R-A-Y-O-N-T-H-I-S. Crayon is. And on YouTube, it's Crayon. Yeah, thanks for coming on, brother. And hopefully you come back. Appreciate. With something else to talk about. God bless you guys. In the words of Taser, you do the forever. Show. Oh, God. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully your career builds. And next time you come, you're a bigger artist. Bigger person in Jesus' name, doing the O2, doing the O2, selling the O2. Amen. I'm saying, well, good luck, Trump. Remember, um, what's his name? Uh, before Closer came out, he was here. Oh, yeah, Oxley. Oxley. Yes, all I'm saying is, my good luck, Trump. He came on here, you know, so after that's my brother. We did that, we had him on, yeah, and then he dropped that song after, and it was like. No, just yeah, timing wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, man. Alright, let's take a picture. Bless, bless. Thank you, man. You are now listening to the Three Shots of Tequila podcast with Marv Abbey, Mr. Exposed, and Taser Black.